listening to Nerds on Film with Brian Moriarty, Sarah Ashley, Sean Moriarty, and Roxy Noberry. Okay, guys, guys, for real talk. <clears throat> yeah. The Martian was really flipping good. It yeah, was fantastic. It oh. was <laughs> so freaking good. Yeah. And to celebrate, I'm going to do a complete reading of the book, <laughs> The Martian, in order to not just spoil it for people who want to go watch the movie, oh. but for anyone who wants to enjoy the book as well. Oh, for a second, I thought you were going to say, to do it, I'm going to grow potatoes using my own shit as fertilizer. I, well, oh, I mean, that's just, that's I already do that. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah, that's why, why his, haven't you shared? You know why why his garden looks so good. Cave. Yeah, by the fence. Yeah, but that's it looks really good, yeah. Yeah. Hi, Eric. Holy shit! <laughs> what are you doing here? I don't know. Where did you get here? I don't know. I need an a, adult. A, a, scare, a scheduling mishap. You thought we were doing Nerds on History tonight. <laughs> and, uh, turns out, no. Nope. Nope. I saw Black Mass and Pan. Ooh. Well, how yeah. was Pan? Did you? I heard was, Pan was, it was getting praise or panning. <sighs> Much disappoint. Much, much, much yeah. disappointing. Okay, to be fair, my girl Megan and I only really saw it because we love Garrett Hedlund, um, and he can do no wrong because he's gorgeous. Uh, all that to say, um, it's really all about Hugh Jackman, let's be honest, and I felt like they could have done so much more with him as Blackbeard, but they made a lot of weird choices, and okay. I think for the sake of it being a family quote-unquote film, um, they really did not use him as well as they could have. And they didn't technically give him as good of an ending as he could have gotten. I mean, there were so many, like, missed opportunities for such a really cool, epic film. And I love this director, Joe Wright. I think he's a really great storyteller. And um, I think they were just having way too much fun and not enough plot and character development. Yeah, the the buzz I've heard is that it's it's an okay film. It is not anywhere by means a great it's like Maybe. the preview was better than the actual yeah, film. Yeah, oh. that's sad. Um, <laughs> so, wah, wah, but Black Mass, Sean, was oh, yeah. the bomb.com. It was depressing, it was but it was chilling, good. wasn't it? Yeah. Absolutely chilling. Yeah. Um, Brian doesn't like seeing people being choked to death. <laughs> he can't handle it. It's like his, uh, it's another xenomorph situation. Where well, if it, honestly, just if you approach Brian and look like you're choking yourself and slowly let the life go out of your body and Brian will just piss himself. I'm pretty uh, sure it came from Damn. the one day where I woke up and Sean was on my bed strangling one of my teddy bears and then he twisted his head off with his bare hands. Yep. Yep. And Did you he- actually do that? Is this a real story? This yep. sound- you don't know. I filled the- it I filled it with ground beef from the kitchen and ketchup. <laughs> so it looked more real and he when I ripped Stop. its head off I was like, see it was living. <laughs> Ridiculous. Um, but uh, I also saw uh, Sicario. How was it? Oh my god, it is such a dark, fucked up movie. So uh, Emily Blunt, yeah. Emily Blunt, uh, Benicio del fucking Toro. Woo! Um, and that's his new name. Cause Good stuff. He not del fucking Toro shit. or not Benicio fucking del Toro. <laughs> I Where think would del that go? Toro is- Zinger. Is, okay. It's good. Because it's Denisio of the fucking bull. That's why. Yeah. Okay, that's great. What, yeah, there we that's go. That's why. That's exactly so, what it is. Yeah. So um, he was amazing in it. Uh, so was Josh Brolin because he nice. he's a, has a, a sizable part in it as well. Um, very. I mean, the movie is all about revenge and it's also all about corruption. <laughs> and it is brutal. But yet it also doesn't... It's not overly gory either. No. Nice. Um, and it is a very... Is I mean, it's... It's kind of eye-opening is when you're looking, because it's all about drug cartels and um, yeah. them using migrant tunnels to mm-hmm. basically mule drugs in and out of Mexico. Yeah. Uh, so it's, and then and the, an FBI task force is out to stop this, basically. Um, but it, it it's one of the standard corruption stories where the, the main character finds that there's way more involved than they had previously thought, and they're in way over their head. Mm. So it's that one of those kinds of, of tales. Um but that being said, it's great. Emily Blunt knocked it out of the fucking park. And what I appreciate, and I know you would appreciate this too, mm-hmm. is, yes, she's a woman. She's the protagonist. And they don't, other than like them talking about her shooting the shit, like saying that she needs to get, like, to get more than one bra because she's only got one bra. Mm-hmm. Like other than like, some, which felt very just kind of like just casual. There is no other attention to the fact that she's a woman or that she's a woman in a man's world or anything like that. She holds her own. It's, nice. So why does she only have one bra? 
She's Does they explain a, she's that in the movie? A, she's, she's a workaholic, is what it is. She just so she can't a, buy more than one bra. Dude, why no, would buy something that you could wash in a sink at a gas station? Eric, Eric, Eric oh. you don't understand the amount of work it goes into buying a bra. Sometimes it's a lot. It is. A I lot. do. You usually spend like you, it's like guaranteed like at least an hour just trying yeah. on different bras because no no two bras the same. Got to get that underwire. Yeah. At, yeah. That's a mistake. <laughs> Dude, it's a fucking problem. Like They need bras that you just, like, you squirt them on. What? <laughs> you know, it's, it's like a gel. No, 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 no. Yeah, I wanna, well, because, Eric, because during the trials of that, they'd be spraying it on, it would tighten too much and just crush the chests Not of necessarily. the people. Like a horror movie. Not necessarily. It, would be, fuck, it would be slowly, you know, contracting. Anyway, no, hear nope. me out. So you get the straps, mm-hmm. and then you squirt the stuff on, and then you just kind of, like, you know, mold them. That's what she said. Yeah. And so, and so, she, just rub, rub this all over your breasts, right? And then yeah. you take, I, <laughs> yes. And then or exactly. you could have Eric rub it on. How did you know where I was going with this? <laughs> and then send it to this, this website, Eric at uh, thebrickmyenderonomy.com. It's, it's for it's, quality control purposes. It's like you have a penis or something. <laughs> now to our new segment: send your titties. To your <laughs> <laughs> well, please don't. Please, uh, yeah, please, please, don't, please, don't. please don't. Well, I, I will say this. <laughs> I actually don't, 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 don't do this. Um, well, I, I just got to say, I'm really excited because you know it's October. It's woo. Well, this is going to actually drop in November by the time this episode launches okay well when we're recording this it's still october it's still fall time <laughs> and i'm and someone like, might listen to it next year yeah yeah i know and no i'm i don't know i'm feeling super in the spirit like i'm about to go see crimson peak nice um probably next weekend oh, and man. cannot wait but Roxy and i we oh. had our moment we had such a fall cliche day it was wonderful we did we went to the pumpkin patch Woo-hoo! we got pumpkins mm-hmm. we carved them those bitches were heavy <laughs> did you <laughs> Did you guys uh, crawl through some hay bales that made you unnecessarily itchy afterwards? Oh, we sneezed <laughs> up a storm. That we did. A lot show. of us were like sneezing. Yeah, that was bad. Yeah, news. those are mold spores that you've inhaled that will kill you slowly <laughs> over the next three years. Sweet. Well, you have like actually growing little parasites inside your lungs. Yeah, Halloween yeah. Yeah. is not just about the fall. It's about horror, too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, and while we were doing all this stuff, we were absolutely watching um, a Halloween favorite, Hocus Pocus, mm-hmm. which it was oh. so much fun. So much. But it's we one of were, my favorites. And we were time. having like a moment of like, was like, what the hell are these people up to? Seriously, I was like, can we see like a where, where are they now kind of featurette on these spots? Yeah, I mean, we all know that like Thora Birch went on and did Ghost World. And- <laughs> I love how you were like, so this is pre-Ghost World Thora She Birch. also <laughs> did Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, yeah, shit. there we go. Good old Thora Birch. Yep, and uh, we all know what Sarah Jessica Parker and Bette Midler have been up to. Oh, boy. Um, but I found out that the girl who played Allison, the kind of like teenage love interest, mm-hmm. um, actually went on and did like movies like eyes wide shut 310 to yuma and the hills have eyes <gasps> the fantastic remake the I remake mean, i really enjoyed it remake. not gonna yeah. lie yeah so originals better well okay. speaking of yeah on that note ladies and gentlemen welcome to nerds on film i'm sarah ashley i'm brian moriarty i'm roxy noberry and i'm sean moriarty and with us today is what that's, that's you. <laughs> oh, it's me! Oh! Don't goofed! <laughs> oh, hi! Up, bro. Hello. Hi, Eric. Hello! How are you, Bubbla? How are you Sarah, doing? I'm lovely. Oh, good. Oh, and I'm Eric Brickmont. Hi. Hi. <laughs> I, I doubt you don't know who Eric Brickmont is, but in case you listen to Nerds on Film before you listen to Nerds on History, he is Sarah and mine's co-host... He is Sarah and Mines, period. <laughs> he is Sarah, Sarah and Mines. Mines. That's it. He belongs to no Basically, Eric is like Brian and Sarah's bottom bitch, you know. <laughs> Eric reports directly to Brian and Sarah. <laughs> if you want to talk to Brian and Sarah, you got to go through the bottom bitch. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right eric Welcome. we take care of our bitches yes. oh we oh do. i'm i'm well aware of that <laughs> we get you all the best dick <laughs> <laughs> i would settle for nothing less yep yep uh yeah no eric is uh one of the fellow co-hosts of nerds on history um and founder of nerdonomy co-founder of nerdonomy so you know i've been accused of that before, he's yeah. he's always welcome to be here but you know he's been busy with children 
Yes, we just Chilly. launched another Chilly. child recently. <clears throat> you hatched one? It's yep. gonna, oh, yeah. I don't know. It's going to weird people out when it's like, busy with children, the Eric Brickmont story. They're going to be like, this guy's a pedophile. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the title's making me think. <laughs> oh, he just, oh, he's got four kids. He's got four kids. Okay. Okay. Oh, yeah. Dodge yeah. that bullet. Oh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, so let's just dive into the topic, shall we? Um, since, you know, we mentioned the hills we- have eyes, we are talking about... Yeah. The sound of music. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. The hills are alive. <laughs> With the sounds of murder. We lost a legend, um, sadly. And the moment we heard that we lost Wes Craven, I was like, well, we know what we're doing in October. Yeah. Which is, we're going to give this man a tribute. Because he, for one, helped reinvigorate the slasher movie. Helped kind of give it more shape, right? But also, I mean, he had a unique voice. And he... It's rare that you can also get yourself to a point where you're so good at what you do that you can also make fun of yourself. Mm-hmm. And make a trilogy, or actually a quadrilogy of films that make fun of yourself. A quadrilogy is not a, a word, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's not a word. How's that for quadrilogy? You know who Sorry. fucking ruined it for everybody? Was the series of Alien movies being released on DVD. They called it Alien Quadrilogy. Hang and they made second. that word up, and it's fucking not Fine, thank you. I will go actual academic Ooh. here. He made a tetralogy of movies that made fun of his previous work which then spun off a tv series which then spun off a tv series which then spun off a series of things like scream the lunchbox <laughs> scream the flamethrower the kiddies love it freddy krueger the doll <laughs> a it's very true. cute doll by the way yeah mm-hmm. it's true so let's let's dial it back a bit and let's talk about what got this dude on the map. Porn. Dude, hardcore porn. Lots of porn. Yeah, you think we're kidding. Kids going into you, stuff. You, you think we're kidding, but unfortunately we're not. We're not. No, he, yeah. That's how he got started. He was yeah. an adult filmmaker. No. Yeah, he started in the industry doing, um, making porn, including, he worked on... Sorry, guys. Sorry, I wasn't Jesus, Eric! Wow. What the fuck, Eric? Do yes. not fucking disturb. You are... Sir, I wasn't this planning. is a professional studio. <laughs> I just walked in and you guys tied me to the fucking chair. Okay. We will kick you out of this cave that is on your property. <laughs> fucking A. Put in elevator music. Oh Eric, has, Eric had to leave, ladies and gentlemen. We will Eric be continuing on with that. got murdered by his <laughs> wife. <laughs> what? <laughs> Incidentally, Eric was, Eric was uh, drugged, had a bag put over his head, and now he's just running the oxygen out of his lungs. So I'm terrified. You know what? Personally. I deserve to relax. <laughs> Oh, boy. <laughs> Except that when you pass out, she's going to leave the bag on. You're just going to sleep forever, dude. I know. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> He's like, God, that's awesome. <laughs> I know. That's I can't about. wait to die. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> well, yeah, and speaking of running out of oxygen, uh, Wes Craven. <laughs> Wes Craven actually worked on that. <laughs> Was the most epically fucked up segue. You should be ashamed of yourself. Sean is dying. (laughs) You know you got it when Sean can't even keep his shit together. Oh my god. Oh, Wes, we are so sorry, but we love you, and we know your sick sense of humor would love that joke too, so bless you wherever you are. Aww. He's in hell. He's in hell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's where horror directors go. Don't they? My priest told me that. My priest told me that when I was watching the first Freddy Krueger movie for the first time that I rented from Video Maniacs in the conference room attached to the rectory at the church I was working at after like I would stuff bulletins after school and I didn't have anything to do. So yeah. I watched that movie and a priest came in and he's like, are you watching a Freddy Krueger movie in here? And I'm like, yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he didn't stop me. Yeah. Yeah, and that is that story is actually one hundred percent true, ladies and gentlemen. Sean did work at, at the for the Catholic Church for a brief. But this of time. part afterwards wow. is not true, and then I don't remember what happened after that. <laughs> <laughs> I drank that fizzy soda, and everything went black. <laughs> Father well, I Cosby, did... how could you? <laughs> <laughs> if 
our listeners um, got a chance to check out our previous episode uh, where we interviewed uh, film directors John Skip and Andrew Cash, oh, we got a, a really episode. great chance to pick their brains about what it was like to work in the industry. Um, I mean, because both of them technically are connected to Wes Craven. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. In yeah, really cool connected. ways. And uh, Andrew directed a really great retrospective about the Nightmare series, which is really Wes's claim to fame. When you think about Wes Craven, you know you automatically think about Freddy Krueger. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a three and a half hour documentary. It's Jesus. I mean, seriously, that's no. just a half an hour shy of the Woodstock documentary. It's so. hardcore. Yeah. <laughs> but it goes through and interviews almost every single actor, uh, film member, or crew member, um, producer. Mm-hmm. Um, Pretty much worked. everybody except Johnny Depp, right? Except Johnny Depp and Patricia Arquette. Mm. <laughs> and it's and funny why because... why wasn't Patricia Arquette there, Roxy? I don't know, Sean. Why wasn't she? Because she's sitting at home, stuffing her mouth with Girl Scout cookies, crying while watching reruns of Medium. <laughs> Jerk. But, hey, she's got a fucking Oscar to hold now. Exactly. Yeah. That's the like thing. Pet. Nightmare Boyhood. just walks around with it up there. All <laughs> I just the love the fact that Nightmare started Johnny Depp and Richard Strickland's careers. I know. Yeah. And they're too, you know, busy being yeah. Hollywood superstars De- Depp, to be a He part thinks of this. that that is so hilarious because that was his first film part, like you said, and he's like, you got paid like. I think thirteen thousand dollars. Yeah, no. And he's like, no, not bad for getting like sucked into through a bed, right? Yeah, (laughs) but then all the blood shot up and everything. Oh, that was so fucking cool. What's really great about? There's no way there was that much blood in Johnny Depp. (laughs) (laughs) I've checked. (laughs) In the documentary, they actually talk about the filming of that sequence, Mm -hmm. the blood coming out of the bed, and apparently they shot it in a rotating room. Okay. But what happened is, as soon as the blood came pouring out of the bed, it fell onto the lamp that was connected, and so whoever was pouring the the blood got electrocuted <gasps> and the blood fell on the ceiling in like the wrong direction or wrong angle apparently mm-hmm. and it sent all of the weight in the room in the wrong direction so basically the crew members who were rigging the room got flown around with the room oh and my all god. that blood got poured onto everybody working on the rig that day oh my so god the blood basically poured out of the room the, the whole set got fucked up. Like, all these electrical units, all these, you know, lights yeah, yeah, and everything yeah. got filled with bloody water. <laughs> you know? Um, and everyone talking about it. I and mean, that's what's so great about this documentary. It's called Never mm-hmm. Sleep Again, The Elm Street Legacy. They really give you such a really cool uh, perspective about the work it took to mm-hmm. make these films. They started from the ground up. Like, New Line Cinema... It's it, that that it started as a really tiny independent film studio, yeah. yeah. And Elm Street basically created it, it made it into a major minor studio. So like right. it went from, you know, the the, the, the the a guy's bank account into a billion dollar industry right. and because this is, of these films. I mean, yeah, there's a few companies that kind of got launched in the 80s yeah. because of 80s and 90s because of these kind of horror movies. Totally, New Line is one dimensions the other. Um, right, Dimension, yeah. Right, and Dimension, of course, ends up releasing the Scream movies. The Scream, nice. the Scream, the Scream, sorry. Ended up releasing the Scream movies um, later on, right? Totally. So, I mean, it makes sense. Um, but really, though, this goes back to, it, aside from all that great information about the uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, Not a Nightmare Before Christmas, Brian. I, I know. <laughs> Boys and girls this of Halloween. <laughs> Nerds. Um, of, of every age, sorry. Uh so, but it actually goes back to The Hills of Eyes. Oh, yeah. Right? That was, I think, Craven's first horror movie, wasn't it? Nope. Oh, it was oh, oh, Last House on the Left is what it was. I'm sorry. Last House on the Left, which is one of my favorite old horror movies because it is so fucked up. Mm-hmm. Have you guys seen this movie? No, I haven't. I saw the remake of it with Jennifer Lawrence. So, I haven't seen the original, however. I'm Jennifer Lawrence? Lawrence was in the wait, remake? Wait, wait, wait. Last House on the Left, no... What am I thinking of? She Winter's did... Winter's Bone? No, no, no. <laughs> I did see Winter's Bone. No, Jennifer Lawrence, did she do Last House on the Left? I don't know who... No. She did... He was. 2009. House of the End of the Street. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Well, totally they're very similar different. in title. This, so, wait. So... No, the, the one in the remake had Monica Potter... Oh yeah, yeah. <gasps> the remake I didn't, I, I didn't even see did it because the that. other one I didn't want it to oh, be tarnished at all. Oh shit, that's right. I did see the last time I was on the left, dude. That is some fucked up, like storyline. I mean, in the remake, mm-hmm. there's a rape scene, isn't there? 
remember. That's in the original too. The original yeah. is, I think, more <gasps> fucked up because it looks like it's just like a documentary. So it's really? okay. The, re- the remake parts. has Sarah Paxton and Garrett Dillahunt, and I think I recall seeing a pretty graphic rape scene where Sarah yep. Paxton gets really she gets tortured um but in the original one yeah they were very graphic it's, it's a very graphic film yeah. um but that's west, west craven, craven style huh? yeah no well west craven wasn't didn't even i've heard some interviews with him and he didn't even want to do a violent movie that was not a kind of type of movie that he would even go see mm-hmm. but someone was going to give him a job to write and direct and edit uh like a really scary movie so it could be Oof. distributed and so he did it, but because the, it was really close to, we were right in the heart of the Vietnam War. Wes Craven was so inspired by the kind of graphic coverage of war that we were all seeing for the first time, and how most movies before that would make a almost like Disney-fied version of violence that wasn't actual violence. It was like a cookie-cutter, candy-coated version. So he wanted to show what real violence is like and show real terror and horror at something really awful. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, succeeded. And that's what's in Last House on the Left. It's like really eerily realistic and disturbing, and I like it a lot. I watch it a lot. <laughs> of course <Jesus>. you do. <laughs> of course you do. Um, and there's a, I guess always, there was a kind of an element that, you know, Wes Craven really did kind of play up kind of like imagery with, with sexuality and everything like that in his, in, our, in his horror films and really kind of solidified that as being you know kind of necessary to the genre now at this point yeah um it's just really expected to have a certain level of sexuality yeah and it's interesting because i think of that and i think of i immediately i think of uh, friday the 13th right mm. and that in that film sexuality was used as a morality tale it was yeah you know mrs Voorhees. sorry spoilers if you haven't seen the original or jason that's ultimately who were, they were punishing they were pun- punishing promiscuous teenagers who yeah. We're just letting loose and well, having fun. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, Freddy Krueger is the product of a thousand maniacs raping a nun. So you want to yep. talk about sexuality? It's like God, I love Dream Warriors. <laughs> I fucking love Dream Warriors. So here's the thing: I wouldn't have seen any of those movies as a young man if it wasn't for the promise of you know seeing naked ladies. <laughs> yeah, I'll be totally honest with you. I never really had all that much of an interest in horror movies. I just like, like they never really did it for me. I've just always focused more on like. Yeah, well, yeah, and but like you know, like science fiction and documentaries because I was you know born a seventy year old man, so yeah, you know. But Eric, doesn't it doesn't it kind of ruin it for you when it's like yay titties and then the titties get lopped off by a glove with knives on it? Nah, me neither. (laughs) Still does it for me. Well, like I said, it's the promise of titties, not necessarily in the delivery of. It's the promise, not the delivery. We we can just get roped into whatever. I just want to walk into a timeshare meeting and be like, oh, God, they told me there were titties here. They told me there were titties. (laughs) So speaking of titties, um, Wes Craven is awesome. (laughs) Wes Craven had him some titties. (laughs) Uh, Take it back. Take it back. In all of his work, uh, particularly in the Scream films, he had taken a departure from the titties and he brought them back with Nev Campbell. Uh, (laughs) Although you could see Rose McGowan's titties Pretty much through that extremely 90s halter top sweater. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, well. <laughs> so after doing Last House on the Left in 72, then he went and did The Hills Have Eyes in 77. Mm-hmm. Um, another movie that got remade later, um, as we mentioned. Yep. Both brutally violent. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, then he had a couple others, a TV movie called Stranger in Our House, uh, one called Dead- Deadly Blessing, and then 1982, he does Swamp Thing. Yeah. <laughs> Because why not? Because uh, the DC family is like, fuck yeah, Swamp Thing. (laughs) Yeah, it's going to be awesome. And then 84. And then you watch Swamp Thing. (laughs) And you're like, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) That's usually how I feel about Wes Craven movies after the fact. Yeah, yeah. Although Swamp Thing was not great. No. and then 1984 was Nightmare on Elm Street. And that's mm-hmm. kind of what changed everything and really, really put Wes Craven on the map, like solidified him as a legend. Yeah. Because, um, I mean, God, think of how many kids like had Freddy Krueger masks for oh, Halloween yeah. after that. Sean? Sean, yes. did you? My brother did. Nice. I dressed up as Freddy Krueger and I had a Freddy Krueger. I had the sweater and the glove with the plastic knives and the hat. Oh, my God. If yeah. it wasn't for Wes Craven, the, the red and black sweater industry... 
This would it's have... red and green. It's red and green. You know oh, why? So because Wes Craven read an article about the color black. scheme and how the uh, the eye perceives color. And apparently red and green are two of the harshest colors for the human eye to perceive next to each other. So he wanted to kind of, you know, fuck with people's minds a little bit uh-huh. more and give Freddie a sweater that, you know. What does that mean about Christmas? Yeah, that's then? why they're the Christmas colors, too. Well, they're intimidating you into buying shit. <laughs> it's, it's like this army vomit colored green though it's yeah, not yeah it's right it's i think one green. might confuse it for black in a dark scene that's Thank true you. That's all I'm it's saying. very it's very possible it's I not it's not bright and happy green it's yeah it's disgusting green and red and it, saved, red and it and saved that green. sweater industry and that was the point i was trying to get to yes thank you yes, yes. <laughs> did not do well for the knived glove industry though because no, they no. tried to kick off with that film and obviously they were in, up to their knees in lawsuits mm. um <laughs> right exactly speaking of being up to your knees um lots of blood and gore <laughs> <laughs> up to your movies. knees and gore <laughs> yeah just up to your elbows and and, and, and saliva and entrails and entrails oh all sorts of entrails fucked up i i keep thinking of i mean i know this is not strictly craven but because really craven only did two of the Nightmare films. He did the first one, and he did Wes Craven's New Nightmare. Yeah. But I can't help but think of the scene in Dream Warriors where the guy is, his veins are pulled out, and they use him as a string, oh. like he's a marionette. Yeah, the marionette Fucking thing was gross. It was absolutely yeah. disgusting. And well, not plausible. To be fair, Wes Craven was involved with all of the Nightmare films, just mm-hmm. in different capacities. Writing, yeah. executive producer, producing. Yeah. I mean, it's it's his baby, you yeah. know? And so he's always going to have creative freedom. But I love how he was able to really go all out and go super meta with New Nightmare. Right. New totally. Nightmare was so fucking good. <laughs> it was. So and made managed to make Freddy Krueger more terrifying oh, yeah. than we thought possible. Rex! Yeah, it was like Freddy was like evil Batman. He's like, you can't kill Freddy. He's an idea. You wrote him. Now he's terrorizing you in real life. Fuck everything you've ever believed. <laughs> exactly. Right. And that was, I mean, again, Wes Craven kind of doing that thing where he goes... And can make fun of himself, you know, like he later did with Scream. Like, we've talked about it before. That movie is so good for so many reasons, but Mm. number one being that it makes fun of itself. It knows it's a horror movie and has no problem playing on all those tropes that, you know, directors like Wes Craven and, was it Cunningham, the guy who did um, Friday the 13th and all those ones that, like, those are the, like, they fucking played that shit up, right. and it was mm-hmm. so good. And, dare I say, expands the idea of what parody is, right? Because we yeah. think of parody now, we think of it as this very slapstick m- mimicry of existing films. Oh, excuse me, I when I think of parody, I only think of Mel Brooks. Thank you very much. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly, and that's the point I'm making. That snooty remark right there proves it right there. And that... Uh, Love you guys have, like, drilled that into me, yeah. by the way. Yeah. Thanks. Um, Fucking Mel Brooks but the idea that you can... <laughs> Don't hate. You can, you can also mock a style, and yet, ironically, still tell a story that fits in that style at mm-hmm. the same time, and it's still parody. Like, that's yeah, just genius to me. So, yeah. I, you know, I like Scream. I thought Scream was probably one of the best horror movies I've ever seen for the fact of that, right? In mm-hmm. that it's believable in the sense that the people who are doing it are believable characters who are humans who are not you know mutated weird freaks who live up in the hills or a demon that comes to you in your dream a little strange <laughs> well she's she very more so they just you know, they just cast yeah very but <laughs> what wes craven also did with this movie that is become became more of a trope is it's like okay you got freddie you've got jason you've got michael myers they all seem to be somehow indestructible like forces right yeah but no in scream instead it's the boy next door. It's your yeah. boyfriend. Yeah, yeah. It's Kaiser. And Soze. then now they do that. That's the scariest thing possible. Is that it's the it could be anybody. It's the person that you's the closest to you. Yeah, yeah. Eric, yeah. did you did you did you finish your point there? I think I interrupted you with Drew Barrymore. No, I mean I I think Sean finished my point. To be totally honest. It oh, was, sorry. No, that's fine. Please point me. Finish me. It's all good. No. Finish, Eric. Finish him. Oh, wow. Finish him. First off. You got to go like this first, though. <laughs> first, first of all, if you're good at, I believe a wise man once said, if you're good at something, never do it for free. We will not be finishing for you. For free. Yes. We, do take, we do take Bitcoin. No. Uh, mm-hmm. As well as PayPal. I've been using Venmo. How, how about potatoes grown in my own feces? <laughs> Uh, what's the exchange rate of potatoes to dollars? I take a special yeah. German currency, Scheisse coiner. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. 
<laughs> pictures of you shitting are used as currency. Shitcoin. Um, okay. Shitcoin. Shitcoin. <laughs> Your brother's going to love that. I'm sure he will. I'm sure oh he God. will. Uh, so anyway, after he did Nightmare on Elm Street, Wes Craven was pretty freaking busy. Uh, the Hills Have Eyes Part 2 came out in 84 as well, Invitation to Hell. Um, then he Vampire in Brooklyn, y'all. Do, oh, I know. That's right. He did Dude, Vampire in Brooklyn. No, no. Yeah. But before he did Vampire in Brooklyn, which, yeah, he did that. He did that. Um, <laughs> he did that on purpose. That happened. Uh, he also did uh, The Serpent and the Rainbow. Oh, yeah. And he also did one episode of Walt Disney's Wonderful World of Color. Nice! <laughs> in red. It, <laughs> he did it all it in was, red. It, the color used most was red. It was. It was. <laughs> yeah, no. World of color. Yeah, Vampire in Brooklyn, guys. You guys. Uh, Vampire that Brooklyn. absolutely wonderful um, Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy project where he still plays manages to play four or five people. Uh, Eddie Murphy and Eddie Griffin. And yes. Eddie Griffin. Fastest yeah. way to a woman's heart. It's through the church. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually through the rib cage. Um, you know, I have a kind of a soft spot for that movie because it was Vampire in Brooklyn. I know, I know. It's it's it is a bad. We movie. just quoted it. Yeah, I mean, Brian's of like course. Star Trek Redemption, Vampire in Brooklyn. <laughs> it's like it's a. I mean, as what it, what it was was interesting. And Eddie Murphy, I remember when he was being interviewed for the movie, he talked about this. Is that it's not a funny movie that with some scary stuff it's a horror movie that tries to be funny and i think and i think that <laughs> what the fuck? emphasis on tries, tries. <laughs> yeah oh, and, but i think that's an accurate way of describing it, it, it very much is a, a supernaturalist vampire movie that just has oddly comic beats that are funny but don't feel like they belong Wait, that so it's not, it wasn't a remake of Blackula. <laughs> no. No, nah, man. That it wasn't? Thing... No. I feel like he's oh, being facetious Now I there. think it sucks. <laughs> uh, and of course, it had Angela Bassett in it, too. Yeah. Just yeah. She was, her career was coming Hey, Angela up. Bassett was at Wes Craven's funeral and spoke. Wow. Yeah. 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 He, he had a really big impact on a lot of people. Sure. Um, and right after he did Vampire in Brooklyn is when he went and did Scream. Nice. Yeah. Scream well. in 1996 and Scream 2 in 1997. Man, he was the horror king of the 90s. And he really the, was. The and the 80s, 80s well. yeah. Yeah. But 80s I think he I think he really did it just to make up for Vampire in Brooklyn. I know Brian, you love it, but I like I Soft I enjoy spot. it. I'm just saying it I was it. a really awful movie and I remember <laughs> yeah, yeah, watching yeah, this yeah. and thinking one, and you know what I, else? I was? don't care if there's boobs in this or not because this is absolutely terrible and needs to be destroyed. <laughs> and and I think and Eric always cares about boobs. That's right. We he know always this. always cares. Yeah. So thank you, Wes Craven, for making Scream and Scream oh. Two. Yeah. Yeah. And also, I mean, Scream Three, I will say, also has a soft spot because it's weird, but Jane Silent Bob are in it for yeah. like two yep. seconds. Yeah. Well, yeah. and I think. <laughs> Hey, Salt Bob, check it out. It's that news chick, Connie fucking Chung. <laughs> hey, Connie, how's Maury? You know, I, so I guess... I actually... Wow. No, go ahead, Sean. I can't believe I remember that line from Scream 3. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's because Jane and Silent Bob said it, so of course you remember it. Yeah, I pretty do. much remember everything they've said and don't remember anything. Well, it was, yeah. a, it was a crossover because Smith was also directing uh, Jane and Silent Bob Strike Back, or getting ready to do it, mm-hmm. and he had Wes Craven... In, in for the scream segment that they were doing yeah uh, i'm not so I, i'm not big on horror series usually after the second or third one i'm just ugh. you've never seen leprechaun in the hood is what you're telling me <laughs> <laughs> no but i did see With the ice tea i did see the las vegas one. Oh, yeah. you did yeah that was That's bad that was a good one, that was a good one. no come on that's one of the better ones i mean there compared was compared like- to the other ones yeah, but there wasn't like chick with Erica like this. The chick with the honking titties, just like crawling out of a TV or something like that. That was oh, crazy. big ass titties though. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah like big like big Vegas stripper titties. Um, super fake. But more. wouldn't you say? Wouldn't you argue though, that, like of all the six, of all the so threequels. So what I'm saying is like, so I don't tend to watch. You know, no. when it gets into like, you know, fucking. Nightmare on Elm Street 30. I don't I don't get that far. <laughs> you know. Um but Scream is one of those ones. I watched every single one of those because they're just great. That's awesome. Wait, didn't they make a Scream 4? Yeah. Yes. In 2011. Yeah. That was his last film he directed. Did yep. people watch That's it? That's the one where yeah. Emma Roberts is the bad guy. Oh! She's so intimidating. 
<laughs> I was like, Jesus. I was like, really? I could swear to God that was like a six foot five dude running down the hall chasing somebody, but it turns out it was like five foot four, 103 pound fucking Emma Roberts <laughs> yep. wearing stilts. Yeah. Yep. Um, so Lord. is anyone going to talk about his most frightening character they created? The um, one in Paris, Jatem? <laughs> no. <laughs> Far more Such a horror. Meryl Streep's character in Music of the Heart? Yes! Oh, God. <laughs> Yes! Yeah. Yes! She freaks me the hell out because Meryl she's Street trying to teach yeah. music out? to children. Whoa, whoa, Meryl whoa, 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 Meryl whoa, whoa. Streep and, and uh, Christopher Walken. Meryl Streep freak me out. freaks you out? About on equal level, yeah. Why? I don't know. It's You're something. intimidated by greatness, Eric? I'm intimidated by those eyes. So, so she peers into your soul. So you didn't listen to our Meryl Streep episode. How long that chain hang, Meryl? No, I, 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 I deleted it from my Mama phone. got a chain! <laughs> <laughs> that was a brilliant episode. Sean's mom was on that episode. <laughs> so much fun, you guys. Yeah, I called you it, it like, I'm not room. in the room. What the fuck? Oh, yeah, Brian's here. <laughs> yeah, so Sean's mom was on there. Brian, that's not actually Brian's mother. Oh, oh, sorry. <laughs> it all makes, makes sense. so much sense. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. That's why Sean's always like picked on you so much is because you're not actually his brother. <laughs> he <No>. knows. <laughs> uh, are you sure? Because I look a lot like Dad. You're worthless. <laughs> you're less than nothing. <laughs> What's keeping you here? Because I've got no place else to go. <laughs> <laughs> wow you guys should take that on the road that great. oh please we used to have a contest of who could do the better Sri Lanka monologue my new favorite one to do is what keeps you I haven't done a crazy thing in my life before that night why is it that when you kill a man in the, on the field of battle it's called heroic but when you kill him in the heat of passion it's called murder. Whoa, hello. Hello. You can't talk to the camera. You can't talk to the camera. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are adorable. I love this. I remember one time I was in a place like this. Sri Lanka. Formerly Ceylon. And I had to find... It was, a, it was about three in the morning. And I had to find God. a thousand brown M&Ms to fit in a brandy glass. Or else he wouldn't go on stage that night. So... Jeff Beck pops his head around the corner and notices there's a sweet shop near the edge of town. So here we go. And it's closed. And so there's me and Keith Moon and David Crosby breaking into this little sweet shop, right? <laughs> Will, it, it, instead of a guard dog, they've got this great big bloody Bengal tiger. <laughs> I managed to handle the tiger with a can of mace, but the shopkeeper and his son, that's a different story altogether. <laughs> I had to beat them to death with their own shoes. <laughs> Nasty business, really. Brian, you turned into Michael Caine like halfway through this. <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> Before oldish. Before Batman. You were gone seven years. Seven years you were gone, hoping I'd never come back. <laughs> so, Wes Craven. <laughs> yeah. Man, sorry. Wes Craven, we're honoring your memory by distracting ourselves while talking about you because it hurts too much. Yeah. It's too much. But yeah, no, he. the two biggest things in his filmography that just are completely out of nowhere are Music of the Heart and he did he did one of the vignettes in Paris Chatem, which yeah. is all about love stories yeah. in Paris, <laughs> which is a great great movie if you haven't seen it. But I didn't I can't even think of which one he did because it like it's so not Wes Craven. It's so yeah. not but like really nobody got killed him. in that movie. But nobody he, got killed. I think that's the cool thing though is that yeah, so he has this career that was built upon horror, but yet. He clearly had more than he could that he could say, right? And so mm -hmm. he, even though they weren't his tremendously great works or the movie mo uh, movies that he'll be known by, but Music of the Heart was him mm -hmm. as much as Nightmare on Elm Street is him. So I think that's just that's that's cool that he actually showed he was a very versatile storyteller. You know, he, he could is. do a romance movie, a, a feel good triumph of the human spirit, and then uh, a dude getting sucked through a fucking bed like that, <laughs> like. That that just it speaks to his talent. And a know? girl getting killed in a fucking garage door. Exactly. Like, dude. Yeah. That is that was Fuck. brutal. That's gnar. Uh, that was 
br- when I first saw that, yeah. I was like, I'm never trusting my garage again. <laughs> <laughs> and rightfully so. <laughs> to this day, garages. I do not crawl through people's fucking dog doors. Well, you couldn't fit through one anyway. <laughs> yes, I can. Okay. So now, so I think I've th- got powers like fucking santa claus where i make myself gelatinous and i squeeze through that's Ew. how he does it and right. oozing through the vent yep oozing. so you just made santa claus <laughs> 10 <laughs> times more terrifying than he was already did you not see the tim allen movie <laughs> oh <laughs> sean's actually referring to ernest saves christmas did you guys hear chris <laughs> hardwick refer to mike huckabee as looking like he was uh, he was exactly halfway in between Tim Allen and Santa Claus transformation from the city. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so it's true. So true. <laughs> oh god. Back to Wes Craven, y'all. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. That's, I think that's the episode though. Back to Wes Craven, y'all. <laughs> hey, did you know that he also uh, created and produced a television show? Freddy's Nightmares? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Freddy's Nightmares was so bad. Yeah, they though. show it on yeah. Chiller. Yeah. It was so bad. The production quality was horrible. Well, he also released it in 1988, terrible. which would have competed directly alongside Tales of the Crypt. So yeah, that, and that was, was and of course, home box office at that point. So no, yes. Tales from the Crypt was awesome though. Tales from the Crypt had great production value. Those ones, and they, they made Friday the Thirteenth ones too, which had nothing. The Friday the Thirteenth ones and on the other ones don't have anything to do with the characters. They're just they just like stories. show up and, t- and like do little yeah. vignettes, and then they go to a totally different horror story. If anything. I think that uh, the the TV show actually ins- it, it helped um, move Tales from the Crypt forward because a lot of the effects they used in this show they used on Tales from the Crypt. Mm. So if anything, that show complemented that other one. Mm. And it's kind of sad that it was like <laughs> Tales from the Crypt was by far more successful and I guess more well. Well, done. Freddy's nightmares were primarily located, or the stories were primarily centered in the in the, in the <laughs> town, <laughs> right? Hi, Sean. See, what are you doing? Are you I on fire? A horror movie monster. Oh. oh, I hope you can all hear okay. my faces. Sean's making weird faces into the camera for this, you know, audio I'm, medium. I'm pretty sure I saw a faint cloud of pot smoke. <laughs> You're a goon. Of... You're a fucking yeah. goon, man. I'm sorry. It's it's okay. We find I'm you sorry, oddly charming. Yeah, goon. <laughs> so I want to ask you guys this: what which do you feel is is more frightening? Worse? Would you? not want to face in real life versus oh, you know Ooh. would it be more of like a freddy type killer like gets you in your dreams kind of thing or would it would you or more of like the the boy next door the guy you know who's like all of a sudden a fucking killer well the boy next door is real like that's the thing is like that shit happens you know that's fair so that's plausible that being said the idea that someone can invade your dreams and that you can't fall asleep it's almost a sense of fate because really like even if you can't sleep after 72 hours your brain starts hallucinating anyway it starts the, the part of your brain that would start creating dreams anyway just kind Kicks of turns in. on it's called a rem psychosis exactly so freddy's gonna get you regardless and if you want to you know if if we're in a world in a universe where that exists i mean that just fucking sucks yeah but the the thing is, you'll never trust Freddy Krueger because he is this demon. He's this cre- this creature that you've been trained to fear and you've been trained to to fight off. The boy next door is someone you've let in and someone who you've grown to trust. And that's even more heinous. Yeah, but I feel like when you do find out that he is the murderer, you are more you can more easily take him down than you probably can take Freddy uh, Krueger Yeah, because you can kill him and you can't kill the demon yeah. that clearly comes back for the sake of having multiple sequels. Yes. <laughs> you can't kill franchise. the idea of the boy next door. You can't kill a franchise. But you can kill the motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> no. I will say this. I think that the cool thing about Freddy is that he is an extension of our deepest, darkest, subconscious... I guess, desires mm. in the sense that I love the fact that the the psychological piece in that mm-hmm. Wes Craven was a psych major in his yeah. undergrad. So he knew it shows. what he was talking mm-hmm. about. Shows. And yeah. He, yeah. And he like, he was a professor for a little while. Cause then he got a, he got his master's or his doctorate in philosophy and writing. Mm-hmm. And he, he taught, he taught some pretty 
prestigious colleges. Yeah. So. And apparently the idea for Nightmare, we don't have to talk about too much about Nightmare, but I love this idea, is that he had read an article about um, Asian students who were dying from nightmares yeah. in their sleep. Oh. Yep. Yeah. And that these kids were actually trying to keep themselves awake by keeping a Mr. Coffee by their bed or... Um, it was like a hidden coffee. He took that ex- directly yeah. from those stories, like a hidden coffee maker. Yeah. And then Freddy was a ki- was a bully that used to kick his ass when he was a kid. Mm. And basically, this is Wes Craven really working out his own sort of fears and nightmares, as it yeah. were. Yeah. Um, which is, I think, is just such a really cool person personal touch to a really cool franchise that you don't see very often anymore. Yeah. I mean, it does. It has yeah. this really strong artistic narrative. Yeah, it's very uh, organic and original. Exactly. Yeah. So, how do you guys feel then about? So this was interesting that you know, kind of Wes Craven. I feel like they they kind of brought back the horror monster mashup thing that they were that they did in like the 40s it's a monster mash yeah right you know whereas whereas boys becoming men 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 becoming wolves (laughs) god i love 30 rocks um when you said Nightmare on Elm Street 30, I immediately saw Nightmare on Elm Street 30 rocks. <laughs> where, like, <laughs> Freddy Krueger invades the werewolf bar mitzvah. Right? <laughs> oh my god, that'd be great. Um, but, you know, kind of where they had, in, like, the 40s, they would play more with, like, having, like, you know, Dracula and the werewolf and Frankenstein all in a movie, right? Um, you know, kind of having the Freddy versus Jason. You know, which oh, then, I which, fucking love Freddy versus Jason! Which then, you know, also led to, you know, Alien versus Predator, kind of like having that <laughs> that movie monster mashup thing, mm-hmm. kind of bringing that whole concept back. You know, I, I know people, some people are... Some people are really pissed that Freddy versus yeah. Jason versus Ash never actually came. Oh, oh my god, my that would have been so great. Well, that's great. because Ash would have won. Yeah, <laughs> just done. We don't even need to see it because Ash would have won. Hey, cool thing about well, Freddy no, versus Jason: if- the fans of Freddy think that Freddy won because he blinks at the or he he winks at the end. Yeah, and then fans of Jason thought that Jason won because you know he carries his severed head off to right. the screen. So all right. that to say, I think it was a very well-rounded film. Yeah, Sean? yeah. Well, you know what. Wait, what? Where are we all wrapping up right now? Is that no, I, I interrupted you. No, 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 no. I had something to just add, like quickly. That I was like, I don't even need to say it. You just finish. Okay. Oh, okay. I. How do I feel? Um. Basically, uh, <laughs> Freddy Krueger is nightmare warrior person. That will he looks you. so. And looks so cornered. I'm sorry. You, you look no, like a high no, school student <laughs> who has to do a presentation. I did my best impression for somebody in class. You like, and, uh, like a high school presentation he didn't prepare for while he has an erection. <laughs> like that's <laughs> wild. Yeah, I was just, are, are you fingering we, your butthole right now? <laughs> sleep is a thing that all of us we do. <laughs> <laughs> all of us we do <laughs> that's my favorite awkward sentence now <laughs> all of us we do <laughs> I, think, I think that's it guys I think can that's... that be the title is it too long <laughs> there's a thing we that all of us we do no, I think we can do that <laughs> It's right there for you. Uh, In the name uh, of Sean Moriarty. I gotta say though, Freddy. That when I first saw the first Freddy Krueger movie, it was tough to sleep. Yeah, was it the first night? Yeah. Well, how old were you when you first saw it? Uh, like eleven or something. Nineteen eighty-four. Well, I mean, when it came out, that doesn't mean that's when you saw it. Did you see it when it came out? No, I was eleven or twelve, so I saw it like when in like nineteen ninety-eight. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, because um, 84 would have been, Sean would have been just learning how to walk. Oh, no, shit. 94, I was, I was like, no, I was 97. So I was 13. Yeah. yeah, I was like, okay, Sean's not that old. He's not that old. But, I mean, he did get a sixth sense of humor from somewhere. It might as well that's, be from Freddy Krueger. That's Kruger. true. I feel like I, I saw it when I was too young yeah yeah but kind of horror movies just kind of always played in my house because my dad really likes them no kidding yeah especially the really bad ones oh god um like the really bad ones really yeah my dad like troll 2 troll 2 yes yeah a lot like that (laughs) like and up until like probably about 2000 every horror movie i'd seen 
was like on television, mm-hmm. usually Saturday afternoon yeah. on channel thirty six yeah. or like UPN forty four. K I C U. On the Saturday afternoon, yeah. that was my jam yeah. too. And if they were all heavily edited, and I yeah. didn't get why they were scary because I didn't realize that all the really horrible shit was mm-hmm. taken out of the movie. Of the commercial mm-hmm. And then I found out that I could like you know buy my own DVD player yeah, and then go nice. down to the video store yeah. and rent the movie because I wanted to see it again, and then yeah. I watch it and be like, what the fuck? Right. That's actually, how I saw New Nightmare for the first time. It was on cable and i was like this is interesting yeah i'm pretty sure i saw nightmare 3 when i was like in fourth grade yeah. oh yeah yeah interestingly enough yeah new nightmare was the first kruger movie i yeah. saw yeah. so which is kind of interesting because you can see that movie yeah. and you can you really don't have to see the other films it you just does have to be aware of freddy krueger that's it. Yeah. exactly yeah. yeah um and so it had all of the elements all of the elements of the original one including even the hand coming out of the of the of the the tub that's just the tub because I mean they call back to that moment, yeah. but it's the driver's seat. It's her husband. Mm. When he's, um, oh my god, his death! Oh yeah. God, that's so, um, but they, that call back of the hand reaching up to the driver's seat um, is the same thing. Yeah, scratching his balls. Oh, <laughs> you know what reminds me of that? Don't but, talk but, about but, it. But scared me way more was in Beetlejuice when the shrimp hands come out. <laughs> <laughs> that scared you? That scared me more. Really? Yeah, that scared Real. the shit out of me. That too movie scared the fuck out of me. Really? Beetlejuice really freaked me out. I so loved then, that movie. How is it you Bale make guys. fun of me for getting scared by xenomorphs when you're scared by the fucking shrimp hands and Beetlejuice? Well, I can, I why can look I, at them and watch them. I just don't. Why like am I them. having a total deja vu moment right now? <laughs> we did the same thing. On Nerds on History. We literally Every... just did the same thing on Nerds on History. <laughs> Eric said something he was afraid of, and then Brian just goes, "How can you make fun of me for xenomorphs when <laughs> you just can't let it go? Can you?" <laughs> <laughs> like wait a minute i've been here before i just, I just want my revenge <laughs> yeah clearly <laughs> so Brian, Brian, the what point does being is we're not gonna let you live it down terms. not not that much no no not really i don't know so you're asking the wrong person you should have my wife on this show right now martha well, is the number one horror movie aficionado really? martha i know you would not guess yeah, it at all figure. but she absolutely loves any kind of scary horror gory mm-hmm. slasher horror porn movie kind of thing like or torture porn movie or whatever it's like torture porn. she no seriously like she loves the um what are like, they called? Like the, the Saw. Like Saw. Saw. Yeah. yeah. You don't know how many wow. goddamn movies I've been dragged along to. I really honestly did not want to see. Oh, God. Uh, no. and, and, but she insists on seeing every scary movie. Mm-hmm. Which Saw one? Five. Did you see all the Saws in theaters or just at home? I was dragged to the first one. <laughs> I actually I enjoyed the first, first one more than any of the other ones. The first one was kind of good. Was, man. But then uh, I think I saw the third one with her, which is the one where the girl falls into all the like used Second syringes. one. Is that the, the needles? second one? Yeah. Okay, second I saw one. that one with her and then I refused absolutely to go yeah. to any other ones yeah. after that done done but though. her and her sister when they were when they were younger it was kind of like your house sarah where mm-hmm. like there was always some sort of scary movie or horror movie on yeah and um i don't know she was probably and then sarah's family would early. sacrifice a goat to kalima kalima are you kidding me we no, we like animals in my family. We wouldn't sacrifice a goat. Yes, we we they, they think goats taste delicious. Actually, <laughs> they are tasty. That's why they like them. Taste like chicken. We had a goat actually. Good. You did? Yeah, and we did. Delicious. We had we had a we had a pygmy goat when I was uh, when I was a toddler. His they name called was... him Snack. No, his... <laughs> his name was Little Bit. Little Bit. Yeah. Little Bit of food. <laughs> He's a nice goat. So, Wes Craven. Yeah. Yeah. It's about that yeah. Wes Craven, y'all. <laughs> so, it really doesn't scare you, does it, Eric? Not really. Mm. I don't really... Like, I find them to be more annoying than I do scary. Annoying? At all more. scary movies? Not uh, most scary movies. Like, honestly, like, I really liked Scream. I thought Scream was really yeah. good. Because In it was more way? of a... Because it was a psychological mindfuck more than anything. And there I think I like that more than anything. What was the last scary movie you saw that scared you? It scared, scared me? Yeah. Or just didn't. startled the shit out of me? Because shit, like, stuff jumps out and yeah, startles yeah, no, no, no. me. I mean, like, like you left that movie, like, walked away and was like, I need to sleep with the nightlight tonight, yeah, you know? Like the Conjuring, uh, Paranormal Activity. Oh, nothing. Uh, King of Scotland. Paranormal Activity sucks. <laughs> Never mention it with The Conjuring in a sentence ever again. Um, We've talked about this. I, Dude, I'm, The Conjuring... It was scary. It, that messed my shit that up for a little bit. That was some scary shit. Honestly, I've... the last movie that really disturbed the living fuck out of me was The King of Scotland. Last King. Really? Oh, last King of Scotland. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, yeah. that movie, the last, like, that that shit yeah. fucked me up for several days. James McAvoy can, yeah. can deliver, that's for I, sure. 
I have said it many times in this podcast, but I will say it again. The Strangers. Oh, my God. Ooh, strangers yeah. scared the fuck out of me. Yeah, but... Liv Tyler? But you owe mm. so much to that movie. I do. Well, I, you owe, not, not, so you, much, not so much anymore. Well, yeah. okay, you owe that movie at least one orgasm, so... <laughs> one <laughs> orgasms. <laughs> Oh, four, four orgasms. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. <laughs> no, what shouldn't he do it instead of going ah uh, ah uh, ah? Uh, he should be like ah uh, ah uh, ah. Uh. <laughs> Vanessa, I'll explain later. No! no, don't get that vision in my head. God damn it, Brian! Get out! Get out! Get out! No, no, no! I'm saying no. he's gonna tell the story to her later. Yeah, that's about the strangers. Yeah. It, it wasn't her. Oh, I thought we were talking about orgasms. What? No. <laughs> I'll explain I mean, yes, orgasms no. to you later. <laughs> <laughs> That's where my head was I at. know, I know. <laughs> it was in that gutter. <laughs> you know, I think, truth be told, even though we've kind of shot over into different... Oh, we shot over, all right. In different tangents. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, um, <laughs> we are supposed to be mourning the death of a legend. You guys are fucking ridiculous. I We're celebrating his life that's by barely talking about him. him. Skeet, skeet, motherfucker. Well, that's what I'm saying. Oh, it... skeet, skeet, motherfucker. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying is that, yeah, we can either sit and we can we can mope about losing a genius, and we we did that for like two minutes. <laughs> And All then right. we, 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 we've been eulogizing him. And we've been eulogizing we've him. We've been Googleizing him. <laughs> you don't think I know what a you Google is? <laughs> Nightmares are something all of us we have. Craven had his. <laughs> and from it came genius. Oh my god, you guys, this is my favorite episode of the longest time. Um... Oh. I, I feel like that tangents aside, we've we've said goodbye to a guy who we never met, but was definitely um, I don't know, I don't want to say a friend because that's kind of weird because we never knew him. <laughs> Thank but, you like, for being a friend. Exactly. I lost a lover. <laughs> <laughs> I you know a kindred spirit. We'll never again hold each other beard to beard. <laughs> He was a part of all of our lives. In yeah, a way, he was. Though. He really was really important, even for the people who aren't crazy about horror films. Yeah, can still at least relate to Scream or something else that Wes Craven did. You know, yeah, sure, exactly. He was, like me. Yeah, <laughs> he was just. He was a really important filmmaker, and mm-hmm. um, Hollywood really did lose a legend. Oh yeah. So you and know. he did actually. He was the the producer of a really awesome Kent State uh, um, documentary. Nice. Oh really? Okay. Yeah. That's great. I'll check it out. Yeah. yeah. For reals. Real talk. Yeah. It was real talk. I'm For realsies. It down. Yeah. Um, so why don't we close with... A song. A song? <laughs> no. We I mean, will talk about which ones were the most Did terrifying. you ever know you were my hero? Zero the wind beneath my wings. Wait, wait, wait. What's wow. the Dream Dream Warriors song? Dream Warriors. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. I, I don't think I need to. I okay. Think, I think we've are said we, we going to get no listener feedback? We don't have any. It was an feedback. 80s oh, theme okay. song. It said Dream Warriors like 14 times in a row, and that was it. Exactly. What I was going to say is that why don't we, I mean, if say one of our listeners has seriously never list, never watched a single Wes Craven movie, what's the one that we say you have to like? This is the must. Uh, watch? Dunstan checks in. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Which was fucked up, and I don't know why we haven't mentioned it. It's a horror classic. Dunstan checks in. It's a horror classic. Especially if you're an animal rights activist. Exactly. Yeah. Horrifying. I mean. I, it's weird. I want to say Scream, but I feel like you need to have seen something else of his to understand you Scream just, at better. At least have seen Halloween or one of the other like a, like typical slasher yeah. film. Yeah. So yeah. I I would say yeah, watch watch Nightmare on Elm Street. Yep. Yeah, mm. it's a classic. You disagree, sir? Well, no, it's not that I disagree. I just if it was me, I would actually say go with Scream. I think Scream stands enough on its own, okay. being that it is 
as psychologically disturbing as sure. it is. Sure, sure, And sure. I think everyone kind of knows what horror movie cliches are, even if they've never That's seen true. a horror movie. That's yeah. true. I say... Because Stream was his highest grossing film mm-hmm. of all of his collection, start with the most popular and then work your way back. Ah, and Sean. Nah, 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 nah. Okay, go, Sean. They should start chronologically. All right. Start with Last House on the Left and then watch fra- the first Freddy Krueger movie, then watch the third Freddy Krueger movie, then watch <laughs> New Nightmare. I'm just going through the good ones. And then watch Serpent in the Rainbow. Never watch Shocker. We forgot to mention that one about the guy who gets electrocuted in the electric chair. Oh, and yeah. He becomes a lightning villain and goes, yes. spreads through electric Shit. Oh my god, it was just electro, basically. Holy shit. He was there. He was Electro the no. murderer. Oh my god. <laughs> he was electro Wait, the wait, 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 Roxy, I was literally just talking All about us, that movie at your house and I could not remember the name of it or who did it. And that was the movie I was thinking of. Shocker. And I was like, God, there's a killer in the electricity. <laughs> he, like, turned on the garbage disposal and somebody's hand was in there. Oh, because I was putting my hand on the garbage yeah. disposal. And that's then he, right. like, fucking yeah. killed somebody with an automatic pool cover. <laughs> yeah. that's what you and I was, like, trying to remember what is, I, I was like, I can't remember the name of the movie. Can't remember who was in it. Can't remember who directed it. So he and kills people through electronics. He doesn't kill people you. through electricity. Exactly. Thank you for reminding me of that. Nicely done. I like that movie. <laughs> <laughs> all said and done, I liked it. I liked it when oh, I was man. 11. Oh, man. Steven just destroyed that movie on motion picture meltdown oh yeah no i mean i enjoyed it when i was 11 (laughs) in context yeah so okay i i'm gonna be go with eric here i agree that scream is your crash course in slasher films as well as being a a slightly lighter slasher film in its own right too Mm -hmm. so yeah that's a great place to start um and then jump around there's no set order i would jump around yeah Jump up, jump, jump up, up, and get and down. Get down. Yeah. <laughs> jump, why, jump, why, jump. Why wasn't there a horror movie called House of Pain? Because that seems like such that seems like such an obvious choice for a horror film title, and yet none exists that I can think of. Well, maybe well, it'll be House of Pain, but Brian? like P A Y N E, and it'll be like a they man should... named like House of Pain, Charles the Pain, Pain family, yeah, the Pain family. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes, Thomas Paine, founder of one of our... Thomas Paine. is actually a monster. Uh, (laughs) Major Paine? Come on. Major Paine. Major Paine. Good stuff. House of Paine. And scored, of course, by the the rap group House of Paine. House of Paine. That would be the the ultimate irony in horror films. (laughs) Love it. Um, So no feedback. No feedback. People don't love us. Um, if you guys do want to give us feedback so we don't have a dead segment... Um, <laughs> well, I think there's stuff on some on the Facebook I saw on um, the Twitter and stuff on the Twitters on the Twitters and the Facebook. Well, I mean, there's we twits up we, there. we love the engagement we get from our users. We really, really do. Um, and we we try our best to respond r- right away in the moment. Um, oh, I do want to say there was uh, feedback from uh, somebody in regards to my voice. Uh, for oh the past yeah, couple that's of oh right. yeah. They were wondering what was going on. Yeah, you had a little bit of the laryngitis. I swallowed a gremlin doused in razor blades. I'm sorry. It doused? Just like, you can't douse something <laughs> in razor blades. She basically swallowed saw. The I swallowed saw. No, no, think about it. If you drop enough razor blades at, uh, you know, high up enough, they'll land into the gremlin and then stick in the gremlin. Oh, that's yeah. true. This is from- I swallowed a chainsaw. Oh, I'm sorry. No. No, his name was The Chainsaw. He's a local wrestler. <laughs> Shut up. I it's, swallowed the chainsaw. This, this feedback is from Joshua. And he says, uh, the subject is Fetty Ponce and Roxy's voice. He says, dear nerds, first off, tell Fetty I love him. I love him. And that was such an amazing episode. I'm really looking forward to seeing what becomes of Slumberland. And then what happened, what caused Roxy to lose her voice? I noticed, as I'm sure everyone else was noticing that her voice was strained, uh, wondering what was up. Yeah, buddy, I mean, my voice is, it get, it comes You had a rough night the night before. You were out partying. And, and just... Things were tough. Well, times were tough, too, because I was just finishing school. Yeah. So I was yeah. under a lot of stress. And usually when I get really stressed, my voice goes. So I apologize for yeah. listeners who kind of had to suffer through that. No, nah, um, It wasn't fine. my intention to make it a rough listening experience for you, but I'll try to keep that shit under wraps. Well, it makes you feel better. I thought you sounded sultry. 
a sound. It was like Demi Moore getting choked out. <laughs> <laughs> that was exactly that's what I was my thinking. favorite Demi Moore. When one parties with the chainsaw. When she parties. I was just with saying, you know, you had to like, you had to let your freak flag fly for a little bit, and that's God. what you were dealing with the day after. So it's just so you know, sue me. You know, this is just what happens when you gargle with sandpaper. Oh, every time. Every, I never <laughs> every learn. Time. I never learn. And again, sandpaper. Name of another wrestler. Yeah. Local. <laughs> Local. Well, he if he finishes the feedback by saying one suggestion if you have not already done so i'd love to see an episode devoted to jimmy stewart i absolutely love the love the guy Jeez. and always john, john, john jimmy stewart and enjoy yes. basically any movies he's in yeah yes so, that'd be great that'd be fun i'm totally down i any excuse for me yeah. to talk about harvey i'm, I'm <laughs> all about it totally mm-hmm. yeah. so if you guys do want to give us more feedback um you can go to nerdonomy.com click that talk to us button or you can hit us up on instagram facebook or twitter just search for nerdonomy you will find us i promise you that while you're kicking around on our website you can also maybe donate a little bit buy something from our merch page the holidays are just around the corner folks oh yeah yeah Could make a good gift because remember it's not just nerdonomy it's Nerdana you. you. <laughs> it's you, too. It's Nerdana us. Nerdana us. Awesome. And um, you can also, you know, check out some old episodes, check out stuff on our blog. But really, the most important thing you can do for us is spread the word of nerd. Spread the word of nerd like a bird turd. Tell your friends all about us. You can retweet our posts. You can share our episodes. You can shout it from the rooftops. You can... More practically, just give a review on iTunes. More practically. <laughs> just say, hey, there's this podcast. It's kind of bullshit, but it's, it, maybe it won't be bullshit. It's neato. <laughs> neato. It's just tops. <laughs> it's just the tops. tops. Baby, you're the tops. <laughs> Great review, Sean. You're the tops and I'm the bottoms. Hey, oh. Oh, wow. We now come full circle. Um, <laughs> oh, we're coming all right. just keep it going keep it going (laughs) oh my god Uh, Eric thanks for being on the show buddy Oh, thanks for letting yeah. me have you on again. Practically nothing. We I love you, Eric. Well, I don't get to be with you, Eric. I don't get to be with you. I know. We, we, I miss this. I miss you, Sean. I, I put him on a video. Every time you're on the show, <laughs> our episodes get ten times more fun to record. Yeah. Aww. I'm cyber hugging you. I'm cyber <laughs> receiving the hug. But real life crying. Oh my god. And I'm cyber Sean, batting your hand your away hand from my ass. Yeah, hand off the pants, Shanzi. <laughs> jump around jump around jump up jump up and get down jump jump, jump. okay that was that was a little very much shot. of a visual gag yeah, you, had, you, had a, you had committed the gag wait it it's when you see the much. hand go down and then you see his eyes are starting to roll in the back of his head and he's wait, leaning no. back <laughs> and he's like and he's all the way back now that chair is fully back oh is that bumping Okay, now his mic is bumping up and down. <laughs> Anywho. Wow, this got weird. So uh, It is that time, nerds, for us to go away and for Sean Skip to zip his pants back up. And until we meet again, stay nerdy and tune into our next exciting episode. Same nerd time, same nerd channel. Nerdonomy.com. Bye. See ya. Later. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye. And roll credits. And now, famous movie quotes you should not say during sex whatever you do don't fall asleep <laughs> the bill cosby story <laughs> <laughs> welcome to post get on my cue a cappuccino